How many times have you looked up, how do I improve my sleep on shift work? And one of the first things that comes up is get regular sleep. Who on earth are they kidding? They have absolutely no idea, do they? We're shift workers, right? Well, in today's episode, I will explain what they mean by this, and I'll give you strategies that will help with what is probably the biggest issue for shift workers, and that is regular sleep. Shift work can be brutal, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to a healthy shift. My name is Roger Sutherland, certified nutritionist, veteran law enforcement officer, and 24-7 shift worker for almost four decades. Through this podcast, I aim to educate shift workers using evidence-based methods to not only survive the rigors of shift work, but thrive. My goal is to empower shift workers to improve their health and well-being so they have more energy to do the things they love. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to a Healthy Shift podcast. I am your host, Roger Sutherland, and as always, I get great pleasure in personally welcoming you to this episode of the show, and thank you for listening today. What do you mean, get regular sleep? This is such an interesting topic, this one, and it's one that I cop heaps from. I cop it from clients, I cop it from people on my social media, I cop it left, right, and center. But you see, I used to be thinking just like you're thinking, and that was you can't get regular sleep as a shift worker. But then I started researching what it was they actually meant by this. Now, this is without doubt whatsoever the greatest sabotage that a shift worker undertakes in. So let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm actually going to put it back on you. Just a little, not a lot. And by the end of this podcast, you'll probably understand why I'm actually saying what I'm saying. Now, whether you're working nights, rotating shifts, or irregular schedules, we understand the unique challenges that you face when it comes to maintaining a healthy sleep routine. So let's explore some of the practical strategies to ensure that you get the sleep that you need. All right, so let's get into it. Now, working shift work disrupts your sleep-wake cycle. No bull, Rog, fair income. It makes it difficult to establish a consistent sleep pattern. But why is regular sleep so crucial? Let's address that. And what does it even mean when you're working non-traditional hours? And I'm going to break that down. So the importance of regular sleep. This is important, and it's important that you understand. Sleep is not just closing your eyes and a bit of downtime. It is a serious, fundamental, biological need for our body. Now, our body relies heavily on sleep to repair tissue, to consolidate memories, to shuffle them in and out of our so-called REM. And it also is to maintain overall physical and not to mention the impact that it has on our mental health as well. Now, consistency in sleep patterns helps to regulate our internal clock which is known as the circadian rhythm, and this impacts various bodily functions. Now, our circadian rhythm relies on a regular sleep-wake time to perform all the functions that it needs to at exactly the right times. And when that's thrown out of whack, our circadian rhythm gets thrown out of whack, 
Our sleep gets out of whack. We don't sleep. We suffer all over the place and our body really struggles to cope with what it's trying to achieve at its normal, regular time. Now, the challenges of shift work. Shift workers often face irregular work hours, including night shifts, early morning shifts, rotating schedules, and this erratic pattern of our shift working life does confuse our body's internal clock. Now, this leads to sleep deprivation, fatigue, potential health issues. So how can us shift workers overcome these challenges and achieve regular sleep, I say, with the fingers doing the quotation marks? Well, we get to days off and we self-sabotage. We throw our circadian rhythm right out completely, and this is why we just feel so, so There you go. Now, to get some tips for better sleep, all right, before I go on with that, let me just go back. When we get to our days off, we do, as shift workers, have a potential to go, oh, I'm on a day off, so I'll just stay up late and I don't have to work tomorrow, so, you know, I can have a sleep in and I'll catch up with sleep. And I want you to have a think about that. And I want you to have a think about how our body relies on this early light, early movement, early nutrient timing every day to reset our circadian rhythm. So if we have a sleep in, what actually happens is we don't get that light until later, we don't get that nutrient timing until later, and we don't get the movement until later. So our body thinks, oh, okay, so we're adjusting to this new time. And then what happens is we then go into an afternoon shift or a day or a night, and it confuses us further. But what we can do is we can actually set ourselves up with a regular sleep pattern. And this is where we, as shift workers, make the biggest mistake that we can possibly make. And that is the way we self-sabotage on those days off. And it causes us all sorts of grief. Now, the tips for better sleep is to prioritize our sleep. We must make it a number one goal every single day and plan right around getting to bed and getting to sleep. Making sleep a priority, just as you would with other important aspects of your life, recognize that adequate rest is essential for your well-being and productivity. The thing that we as shift workers must stop is coming home or knocking off at 11 o'clock and coming home and still watching TV or flapping around the house until 2am because I can't wind down. You must address that because that is honestly one of the biggest problems that you're having. You should have already started a wind down routine on your way home and keeping your light low and starting your sleep routine hygiene so that when you get home and you're in a good state, hot shower, get to bed, sleep, you then get the sleep that you need instead of sitting there watching TV, looking at your phone, blue light exposure, visual stimulation, always causing us problem with with what we're looking at on those devices, they are actually triggering us, whether you believe it or not. Now, the other thing that I'll say is when you come home at 11, 11.30, and then you decide that the most important thing to do is to sit there and watch TV until two o'clock in the morning, I want you to ask yourself this question every single time that you're sitting there and you're about to start the next episode of whatever it is you're watching on Netflix. And that is, 
would I set an alarm at 4am to get up and do what I'm doing now? Because if the answer to that is no, go the to sleep. Get to bed and go to sleep. That's what you need to do. It is vital. If you wouldn't set an alarm at 4am to get up and do what you're doing now, then get yourself off to bed because there's your answer right there. Now, we also need to keep it keep. We need to create a sleep conducive environment. This is super important. What I would suggest is you stand at the doorway to your bedroom and look into your room. Does it look comfortable? Is it uncluttered? Is it clean? Have you got fresh sheets? Is it quiet? Is it a dark space? Is it somewhere that's going to promote better sleep for us? Have you invested in blackout curtains? earplugs? Or what about a white noise machine to minimize disturbance? Have you tried a sleep machine? A a white noise machine is enormously beneficial for a shift worker because your ears train to focus on that instead of all the other noises out in the house, like the fridge clicking on and off, which is a problem. Now that's the first one. Create a sleep conducive environment. Room cool, Blackout curtains, earplugs, white noise machine, all of those sort of things make a big difference to us. Now, we also need to stick to a sleep schedule. Try to maintain as much as you can a consistent sleep schedule. Yep, even on your days off, because this will help regulate your body's internal clock. And when your clock is in sync with what it's actually seeing, It improves the overall quality of your normal sleep. Now, let me just back over that, all right? The more in sync you are with your day and night, the better you will actually feel. The reason why you feel so fatigued and the reason why you feel so out of sorts is because you are so desynchronized from your circadian rhythm. And we need to make sure that we are as much in line with it as we can. Now, When we're working a run of afternoon shifts and then we have a day off the next day, we don't sleep in. We get up early. We get up early the next day and we go through the day. We get the early light. We get the early movement. We go through the day. And by the time it starts to get dark, we start to feel tired. And that is melatonin. That's our natural circadian rhythm function of bringing melatonin in, which promotes sleep. Now, this is around about nine o'clock-ish, and if you're going to bed, go to bed at 10 o'clock. So what? Who cares? Whatever's on Netflix is going to be there the next day. It doesn't really matter. Keep that in mind. Always try to go to bed within an hour or two of of whatever time it is, right? So always. So if your regular time to go to bed is around 10, if you can go to bed at, say, 9 p.m. or 11 p.m. or something like that, around that time... As close as you can possibly get it. Remember, control the controllables. That's all we want to do. Just control what we can actually control, which will actually set us up and make it so much better for us moving forward. All right. Really, really important. Now, on to the next thing. People that tell me that they can't sleep when they get home 
you need to look at that again, right? I've spoken about this. If you're still sitting there at 2 a.m. because you say you can't go to bed, you need to establish a relaxing pre-sleep routine that is actually signaling your body that it's time to wind down. You've got to avoid stimulating activities, stimulating light, electronic devices, at least an hour before the bedtime. On the drive home, listen to something calming. Walk into the house, low light, shut the door behind you, put your bag away, do whatever you've got to do. Go and have a shower. But all the time you're starting to wind down, but have your shower in the dark. Why would you turn the brightest light in the house on to actually before you go to bed? Have a look at all the behaviors of what you're doing that is actually causing you to not sleep. Do not, to me, use the excuse of, oh, it was a bad shift. I was overstimulated. Start your wind down. Start learning some practices. And I spoke about stress in the last episode, and we need to manage our stress if that's the case. So let's start working on that. The next thing that you can do if you say that you're tired, like, if you've worked overtime and you're, and I'm telling you to still get up at the same time because we want consistent sleep and wake times, use naps strategically for yourself. If you can't get enough sleep during your shifts, as in between your shifts, you can take a strategic nap, which can be enormously beneficial for you, but you've got to keep them short. They can't be any longer than 25 to 30 minutes. A 20 minute nap is ideal. It just refreshes us and gets us on until bedtime, and it won't impact on our normal sleep-wake cycle. So try, if you can, even schedule them in on your breaks at work. Or if you've got up early and you've you've had a bad run of shifts and you're up early on the day because you're running kids around or you're doing whatever you're doing, schedule in, just have a nap in the afternoon, 20 minutes. That's all it will take, and it won't impact on your sleep cycle, but it may just save your life. And you need to have a look at your light exposure. This is the last step. Exposure to natural light during your wake hours will actually help to regulate that circadian rhythm. We rely on natural light early in the day to reset our circadian rhythm so that it tells it where it is in time and space. So Staying with that uh, natural light is important. And this is why I say get sky before screen. This is also why I say get outside and get that movement early because you're hitting all the zeitgebers that reset your circadian rhythm. When it's reset, it's in line, you will feel a lot better. Now, the most important thing is to make sure that you're getting natural light exposure. Don't crawl out of bed with no energy, crawl across the floor and land on the couch and turn the TV on. Go outside for 15 or 20 minutes to start off with and make sure that you're getting the light that's really, really important to you. Early daylight means better sleep, full stop. There is no argument there at all. Early daylight gives you sleep. Now, remember, achieving a regular sleep as a shift worker can be challenging, but it is not impossible. All you've got to do is prioritize your sleep and implement some of the strategies that I've just spoken about, and don't try and do them all at once. Remember, 1% is better 100 days than 100% for one day, all right? You can improve your sleep quality and your overall well-being. And if you've got any other tips or experiences to share in relation to this, reach out. 
let me know. We're all in this together. Some people have great strategies. All right. So there you go. That's the episode. It's just a quick hitter today. All right. And please remember to be patient and kind to yourself as you navigate the challenges of shift work and prioritize your mental health and well-being. Seek evidence-based assistance to navigate shift work and set yourself up properly according to what the science tells us, not what Jenny at work says. What Jenny does may not be appropriate for you and your situation. I totally understand shift work and all that it brings us, and I've done shift work for 39 years. I can help you. So reach out and let's have a conversation and change your shift working life or set you up in your shift working life forever. And you can follow the links in the show notes if you would, if you wish to reach out. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into A Healthy Shift. I hope you found this episode helpful and it inspired you in some way. And if you did, please share it with your fellow shift workers. And until next time, keep moving forward and make a healthy shift. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is released. It would also be ever so helpful if you could leave a rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. If you want to know more about me or work with me, you can go to ahealthyshift.com. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.